A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. And so what it was is you pick kind of an area of specialty and then the government would pay you um, minimum wage to for nine to five and uh to do that job and so i heard about fresh arts and reached out to wendy um and i was coming from jane finch and so typically like the majority of the students uh the the youth were from downtown okay and so she had to really she made a sacrifice and open up more spots there's supposed to be 10 spots she opened it up to 41 and in wow. that ended up being, that's where I met Cardinal, that's where I met Socrates, that's where I met Baby Blue, mm, that's okay. where I met Debbie Young, that's where I met um, so many, like so many people right. yeah, yeah, yeah. end wow. up in the different areas of fine arts. And so I think about that uh, often, especially in the recent past, I feel emotion in my heart just thinking about it because wow. sometimes, every time actually, all you need is the yes. You need someone mm. to just open that door. That's true. Right? And I often say you know, support me with the interview and I'll get the job. I just need the interview. Right. I don't need you to give uh, me the job. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'll earn the job. Yeah. Right? And so that's what, that's what Wendy did. She opened up that, that, those floodgates and it was more than music. It was learning production. I mean, back then there was hardware more than software. So we're learning about the ASR mm. and, the, you know, the MPC and all these different pieces yeah. of equipment and as a girl in the business that was very few of there was very few of us yeah, yeah. Really empower me to go from hardware to software like my first album i have producer credits i have engineering credits because i knew the hardware and mm. was able to really transfer that skill to the software and and cut my own records in my bedroom you know so nice started with wendy you have to kind of follow the hansel and gretel crumbs yeah yeah, yeah. always <laughs> go back yeah follow yeah, the yeah. breadcrumbs you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People yeah, see the absolutely. end result. Exactly. Or they think they see the end result. We're always they in motion. Think, right. Right. Yeah. You know, so I big up big up Wendy, man. Big, big her up, up all the way. And she moves in silence like she's writing for the show The Coroner now. Nice. She's doing nice. all types wow. of stuff behind the scenes. Black wow. woman and just incredible mother and friend, sister, daughter. Everything. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You um you mentioned some names there, and I feel like well. You, you definitely had developed some relationships with some of those guys that you met at the summer, guys and girls that you met at the summer camp back then because you ended up doing a lot of big things and a lot of work together with them. Um, what was that like? Because, I mean, those bonds and then moving it into working and like professional and performing, what was that like? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those are my brothers, sisters, too. But mainly I was the the, the one girl in an all-guy crew. And so <laughs> yeah. um, I have to say that, first of all, it was so it was platonic, you know, and I was an ultimate yeah. tomboy. Don't let the lip gloss right. fool you. <laughs> so, you know, I still am at heart. Yeah, and yeah. so they really, they kind of chucked me around. They treated me like the guys, like mm. you got to 
come in, write your bars. Even though I was writing R&B hooks. Yeah. It was like, you better come with that pen and pad and, and rep. Right. You know, and so it really, um, it encouraged me too. I just had come back from New York because I was signed to Sony as a 15-year-old um, to, to Epic. And it was, uh, I went through some challenging times. And so that deal went away. And when it came back to Toronto, I went into this program. I was able to join this Jobs Ontario Youth Program. So I go from going to the Michael Jackson Scream release party to coming back to Toronto and being like, okay, where do I do now? Even though I was just 15, I was turning 16 that year. Wow. And met these guys and met, met Wendy, who introduced me to all these guys who were just so about it. And um, I think about uh, Donna Harrow, which is Cardinal's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just like a freedom fighter, activist. She, she yeah. pushed us. You know, she was involved in the community and where a lot of our parents who were immig- immigrants as well, you know, my mom was way older. And so my mom really had to focus on different things. She was focusing on working, taking care of the kids. She was also a foster parent, taking, bringing, doing all type of other things in the community. Yeah, right. Donna really had us look at issues, you know, racism, really looking mm-hmm. at all the isms, the sexism, you know. And so for me, I was like, all right, I knew I didn't want to be objectified. I knew I didn't want to be given opportunities because of my booty or anything else. And yeah, so yep. those guys really had me work. And we, I'm talking about go to school. After we finished Fresh Arts, it, wasn't the, it was just the beginning. Yeah, so right, then September right. came around and I decided to change schools and go to Oakwood Collegiate. I actually left C.W. Jeffries and okay. transferred to a downtown school. Right. And my mom, I remember saying like, I couldn't be late. If I got one, one day I was late, I took a bus, a train, and a streetcar every wow. day. <laughs> Jeez. A bus, wow. a train, and a streetcar to and from. And then that I also late, played on yeah. the basketball team, and that was early practice, dark outside. And I was just, when this, it let me realize that when you want something, yeah. Yeah. nothing's going to stop you. I wanted to be feel at like that work. school. I wanted yeah. to continue to feel what I felt in Fresh Arts. Yeah. I knew that I could have went down a path at uh, being in C.W. Jeffries, which is a great school as well, but the government had cut music, they cut drama, they cut, they were cutting programs. Yeah, right. And so not realizing that, you know, as my grades started to kind of drop in C.W. Jeffries, I realized the correlation between art and the other academic courses. Right. So as I did well in music and the theater and all the other things, my economics and law and science, like it, there was like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? So my yeah. mom came to the first parent-teacher meeting, which she didn't get to go to very many. My sisters would go, but she yeah. came to Oakwood and she didn't. She she thought they pulled up the wrong um, grades. She actually was like, <laughs> no, no, go 97, so. 92, 93, like it was straight nineties across the board. Yeah, yeah. Wow. straight nineties. So you know, and again, Hansel and Gretel crumbs. Back to Fresh Arts, met this new tribe. You have to choose your tribe. True, yeah. That you tribe do. led me to Oakwood. Michelle, Michelle Smith as well, who yeah. like, you know, there's uh, Michelle, Fra- sorry, that's her married name, Michelle Francis. She's the sister of Greg Francis, who was known in basketball back in the day. Okay, yeah. And coached Team Canada and all that. But like, she really got me to really focus on, okay, let's really, let's take this team to Offsaw. Right. We kind of hit up. We hit a glass ceiling in up in North York. We never really. We didn't play against Sarnia, the Fighting Irish, and these girls that were just like ball all the yeah, way around. Yeah, yeah. Right. So right, again, right. it's like people think when you have more, you may do worse. But having those priorities and having accountability, mm-hmm. I was accountable to my basketball team. 
I was accountable to Fresh Arts and now accountable to Cardi and Socks and Shockler. I was yeah. accountable and all of it, all of it created this, what now became this Julie Black universe because I was named Julie Black at like 13 years old. Sony named me Julie Black and I just kept the name. So. Oh, really? Whole other thing. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> but that was a great point that you made about accountability. I think it's something that uh, I've kind of discovered as well. I had a question. Um, I it, You clearly love music, and obviously early on you had a desire to act. Did you ever, or early on when you were doing your early stuff, did you have in the back of your head that one day you would also be acting? Or did you? No. Okay. No. It's the one thing, a very good question, even though I did well in like drama and yeah. in like high school and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I had, and still do, next level anxiety around acting oh really? wow. next level it, it takes why performing music yeah not music part of me and you don't have that same anxiety when you go on stage to sing no zero can uh, why is wow. that yeah it's very interesting i've been unpacking that lately wow. uh, mm, surprising <laughs> it's very actually. fresh really wow, yeah. looking at um so music discovered me at six years old in church right yeah. My sisters were traipsing me around to youth youth choir Jeeps. and adult yeah. choir. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. my mom, who wasn't a Christian at the time, used church to have her day off from being a mom after Ooh. my parents' divorce. So she'd send us <laughs> on the church bus yeah. and right. she would chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. would cook and <laughs> relax. <laughs> That's her okay. Day. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was she was a G. That was just her thing. She's like, go, go, get on the brought yeah, us yeah, to the yeah. edge of the street yeah, yeah, yeah. my sisters. We were laughing the other day that our mom so funny. Dressed us all up, brought us to the edge of Finch Avenue. Yeah. This church bus pulled up. She don't know them. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Just walked away. <laughs> and put us on the bus, no seatbelts. Oh go with God. <laughs> not like a school bus, like a hood ghetto bus to the yeah, point yeah. where I remember one time we got into a car accident and oh, the God. seats, we didn't realize the seats weren't oh, no. pinned, weren't down basically. They weren't bolted down. Oh my and God. all of us flew to the front. I mean, we wow. made it. We were okay, thank God. <laughs> thank God but yeah. it was a thing. So anyway, um, wow. I digress. So when my <laughs> sisters, I'd learn all the songs uh, yeah. because I'm sitting there playing with my like dolls or whatever. And then one day I asked my sister, MJ, I said, oh, I want to sing the song was Old as Jesus, um, Shirley, Shirley, Mur um, Shirley Caesar. And yeah. so they thought it would be cute to have this little girl yeah. come up, my little frilly dress and sing the song. Right, mm -hmm. but yep. when my when my mouth opened, what came out of my mouth? I remember the feeling to this day. What came out of my mouth was not a six year old voice. Really, mm. it was not a six year old voice. Mm. And then I felt what it felt like to have people feel God, the presence of God, like the worshiping, the crying, the praising. The it was it was unbelievable. I remember it to wow. this day. And so wow. I think because of that, like even though I'm I'm always grounded, I always feel like a little bit of belly bubble. I don't mm. feel. <laughs> I don't get scared out of doing my work. Yeah, like right. it's like yeah, the the stage is Canada's wonderland for me. It's an amusement mm, park. Like right. no love matter it. what, that's my most safe place. Yeah. I love it so much. And you know, Anthony, we've worked together. I will of rip course, yeah. any stage apart. I don't care if there's one person there. To shreds. Ten thousand people. <laughs> yeah. To shreds. Stir fry. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Now. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. 
With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.